do all these classes. I'm just going to sit home, do my thing, just relax. They kicked me out. And my buddy's like, yo, why aren't you coming back? I'm like, it's one of the place for me. I went to Coastal, get my AA. Yeah. My mindset starts to change. Yeah. And I was really doing it by myself. I had to fall in love with myself all over again. So when I get back here, people like, you just started talking to deans and all this. And my mindset changed. I wanted graduation. I wanted more for myself. So people like, oh, Pat, you was transferred to my SJ president. I'm like, well, how do you do it? Like, your mindset. You had to put all the bullshit to the side. Going out all the time? It's not that funny anymore. I did it freshman, sophomore year. Now yeah. I'm getting drunk. My body be hurting my 10 days. I can't do it anymore. Um, and even now, it's it's growing even more. Yeah. So now I'm focused on graduate school and make sure I have everything in on time. Yeah. And uh, lead by example and make sure everything's in early. Yeah. And think about alternative ways because things don't always go exactly how you think it would. So, um, a little bit about me and like how I got to this point. It's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. You know, I was supposed to go to South Alabama my freshman year. Didn't get in. Because my, all right. High school, I ain't gonna lie. I bullshit. Of course. And I played sports a lot too. Mm-hmm. And people don't know as an athlete, especially in high school, it's kind of getting you prepared for what you really have to do if you want to be an athlete anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I already know I'm going to be an athlete nowhere yeah. else because injuries and everything else. And look, I had a two, I was struggling with yeah, 2.5. I had a 2.48. Come on now. I had a 2.48 <laughs> graduating high school. Yeah. Then my ACT was like, I think it was like a 19 or a 20 mm-hmm. or a 9 or something like that. And I missed it by one point requirements to get in mm-hmm. to South Alabama. So, you know, going to PSC, okay. I actually, I wasn't even trying to go to school. Like, I, I was just, like, sold on being a Marine. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mom, sign the papers. I'm trying to go. Exactly. All the way was in there. They say, do a year. That, that year in PSC, I can't, I bullshit. I just took the money, basically, did whatever I want to do, bought what? shoes, spurs. Shoot. They were trying to check me nice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they were trying to check me nice. I was like, oh, free money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a better thing. I was like, oh, I got free money. I can go buy some polo Ralph Warren at the yeah. time. I got some polo boots. as a fit. I know it was in class. I was like, shoot. Then, actually, I did kind of fell out. Like, my GPA was terrible. So, coming back, I went to the military. Then I came back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pay it. Can I get a pay to go to school right now? So I was like, okay, it's different. Like, yeah. I, I really got to do nothing else but focus on school. Mm-hmm. Started getting my grades up, finally got my associates. And then I was like, okay. But then I owed the money, low key. So I never got my associates. Yeah. Then my associates was on hold for four years. Came back here, started doing my thing, uh-huh. dropped out a couple times, came back, went through a little trial and tribulation with everything yeah. else too. Everybody, y'all know the story about that part. <laughs> but then, uh, Bro, then finally got back here. Cause last time I was here before that, I was actually, I was Austin's class, president. Okay. I was president of Austin, and I was in the the Fossil, the uh, Florida social, the whole thing for Florida. I was on the board members on that too. So I was like, uh. Okay. So when I came back, I was like, bro, I just need to finish. Yeah. I said, fuck the bullshit on the side. Cause like you said, like bro, everything else wasn't fun for me no more. Yeah. Party, uh. It's, it's the same thing over and over. It's the same thing. I was like, man, I threw parties. Had the shit. I'm going now. I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't give a hell about 11 o'clock. You go to sleep. I walk in, look around, like, 
Why the fuck I'm here? Exactly. Why? Every single time. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, really? I'm not knocking y'all for them for, for partying. Yeah. I was like, man, at some point, you like, bro, I gotta get serious about mm-hmm. my business. Yeah. What I'm here for. Sorry, figuring out like, hey, what's my purpose? Now, if you want to be, a, if your purpose is being a party planner or event coordinator, by all means, of course, of course, do, <laughs> do, you gotta do. do what you got to do. But in the day, it's like the longevity. What? What comes out of it? What comes out of it? Because like, the reason why I got out of the party, I looked around at uh, like all these DJs and everybody that's been throwing parties. Like since I was coming out of high school mm-hmm. to like. It was literally 10 years after I got out of high school. I was looking at it, I was like, they still doing the same shit. Okay. I was like, bro, I don't want that. Yeah. I was like, that mean, I got to keep doing the same shit over and over and over again and still be in the same position. Mm-hmm. I was like, they ain't, I said, like, I want more than that. Exactly, exactly. As you should. Exactly. And like most people, that's the thing, that's the problem with a lot of these People of the generation, they want more, but they don't want to do what mm-hmm. is necessary to get yeah. more. But yeah. So back to back to this, back to you, man. <laughs> uh, so you got here, yeah. SGA president. Yeah. You on uh, the other thing with Green Jacket? What was that? Uh, oh, my name Bastion. You not a Bastion? I'm not. I wish. Oh, they're a great group. Okay. Yeah. So. See, that's where I met you at when we was yeah. on the bachelor. Yeah, yeah, got that cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I was graduating anyway, so. Which I think is um, they want to have yeah. a bachelor's for a while. Like, yeah, like, the longer you can be here, the better opportunity it is. Exactly. If I was going to grad school, I probably made. I probably made. It. I don't know just yet, but, <laughs> but no. Okay, so what is you already said? You are already looking towards the future. Yeah, you're already. Like five, six steps ahead of what most be. So grad school, what's your plans for grad school now? Um, grad school. Um, a lot of people are encouraging me to stay back here yeah. in Pensacola. Um, one thing that I guess is on TikToks or it's just like some of my mentors is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Um, when I first got here, I was I knew about two friends off campus. I um, went to community college with. Yeah. Didn't know anybody else, and I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, I became friends with the RAs and President Hall because I was already with them. Um, so my close friends until now. But I was still just uncomfortable. And I had to start reaching out and doing more and doing more. And to the point where at this place, I think it's, I've outgrown it. Yeah. It's not, it's comfortable now. I walk yeah. around, I do what I want. I just yeah. do what I want. But I just, <laughs> I'm not nervous about nothing. I'm just doing this, doing that. I'm like, this is cool. But I continue doing this for another two years. How I want to grow some more. So I want to yeah. look. Hours at um, East Coast, maybe say in Florida, maybe Florida State, yeah. or look at Virginia and North Carolina schools um, there. But trying to be ahead, I used to always be last second on things. I mean, scholarship opportunities yeah. um, always got in the institutions late. Yeah, I'm way ahead. I know the feeling. It's behind, and my parents always like, "Well, why are these white kids always yeah. getting these scholarships, yeah. and they're getting this money?" And they're always stuck to the institutions. I'm like, y'all have the same ability. Yeah. You just you just play this last second. Yeah. You should be getting what they get. Yeah. So I'm gonna make sure I'm getting what I'm getting yeah. in the future. So I'm saying it's touch ahead, and it's just and that's how a lot of them play it because they be started applying for colleges, starting middle school, like yeah. 
So beginning of high school, they start playing for the eight. They start practicing for ACT in middle school. I yeah. start practicing till my junior year. And it's crazy when you think about it. It's like, why wasn't I practicing back exactly. then? Why wasn't I doing this back then? Yeah. Well, because leaders they already know. It's like, oh, I'm trying to be this. Mm-hmm. So they they families already looked at. Hey, these are the main schools that focuses on this. Exactly. And then. Now they already got a plan. So, okay, boom, these are my, my mm-hmm. plan. This is my schools. Now they already boom. Then they already applying for scholarships. Yeah. And you be thinking, like, damn. Why, why haven't they doing the same thing? I, exactly. Like, why the hell have I not been doing the same thing? My parents were encouraging me to do it, but I just, oh, listen, man. I'm yeah, doing we, what I want. We be getting lazy at the yeah. time. Because, like I said, when we get comfortable, we're just like, I know I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get by. It's gonna I'm going to get in. I'm going to get in. Everybody's going to dance. I'm going to be alone anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But then it does matter because at the end of the day, that's the less, that's more leeway you have from not having to go out and get like an extra job to make yeah. sure like, oh, I need to make sure I can pay for this. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, my books may cost extra than I thought it was going to be. And then that would leave more time to focus on just class and exactly. everything. Because you see a lot of these kids of not minorities. Mm-hmm. Or some of them, you know, even are minorities, yeah. that they have the extra cushion. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's like bad or good because when you're in college, that's already a full time job. Yeah. And I'm saying a lot of people like being uncomfortable, like say yeah. you and I, I love it now. Yeah. But like at the same sense, in college, that's needed because you're probably juggling four classes. And when you have four assignments on the same time, but you also got this work schedule and everything, you like, learn how to balance. You really have to learn how to balance. Exactly. And it's like balancing life. You gotta learn how to balance your checkbook. You gotta learn how to balance everything. And college is a wonderful place to learn that. Yeah. The world is a wonderful place to learn <laughs> that too. Because yeah. either way, even if you don't go to college, you you no matter what, you end up figuring. You gotta figure it you out. You gotta figure it out. But okay, so. Uh, now that you're starting to plan steps ahead, how do you see everything changing? I know you're like saying, trying not to stay comfortable, but yeah. by planning ahead, kind of helps you get in a more comfortable place faster now. It's everything I did here. I plan on doing. I don't think more for actually present at my next institution, <laughs> but um, it's networking. Yeah. While I was uncomfortable, I'm like, well. I get comfortable eventually. Yeah, you know, I'll make sure my future is set. Um, so my mentor at the South, I was there, Krista Harrell. Uh, she's now going to Old Dominion. Um, I met with her. She was our FYC, which is the first year council, but yeah. the equivalent to here is freshman committee. She was our advisor. And um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to meet with her and talk to her, see how she is. And one of my best friends at South, um, James Walden, did the same thing. She set us up with our deans for our college. And with our, he started giving us connections, different there. And I'm like, okay. So when I got here, did the same exact thing. I was talking to every admin here, set up meetings. I mean, I was setting myself up. Because they have a lot of knowledge, and knowledge is currency. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Yes. And my friends, I was already said, hey, you have a meeting every single week. I'm like, you don't understand how much knowledge I'm growing. I'm getting, I'm getting. So when I finally ran for a shape president, um, I kind of, I figured it out. Yeah. And um, to set myself up in the future, it was just, whew, 
Um, I think I'm ready. I, I just think I'm ready yeah. for wherever I go to next and everything I learned here was a huge build of watching. I'm thanking QWF for everything it gave to me. Oh, yeah. So, um, let's network in the future too, so I'm do the same thing at wherever I go to next. I like that. All right, which one do you think you learned more from though? Okay. Your failures in the beginning yeah. or your success when you figured it out? Oh, this will sound weird. Um, failure. It's definitely failure, but yeah. I love to fail now. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. It sounds weird to say. It sounds very weird to say. For, for the regular mindset yeah. people, they're going to sound weird to say. I love to fail. Yeah. It's part of it. Like, if I fail, my, I'm going to try it anyway, but if I fail, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out, but we yeah. fail first. Because people don't, they always say, you learn way more from failing than you yeah. do from succeeding at first. Because you can get over that hump of adversity. Because mm. I think about all the greats, like, they wasn't perceived as the greats when, like, they were coming into it. They yeah. weren't received as the greats when they were, like, getting ready to looked at by, like, even scouts or whatever. Like, the yeah. greats in whatever field they were looking at. It came from, like, all the time beating at the craft. Yeah. Like, oh, this ain't good enough. Boom. Go back to the drawing board. Boom. All right, what can I do better? Boom. And, like, I feel like we got to be our biggest critic yeah. when it comes to that. And some people like to shy away from that moment of failure yeah. and try to just, like, oh, stop and just pause on the journey instead of just taking that dive down. You got to jump. You got to yeah. jump. You got to because you're going to jump. You're not going to stagnant. Yeah. It's stagnant. When you're stagnant, you're dying. Yeah. And when you're dying... Nobody gonna want to be around you. Gonna be <laughs> a little rotting corpse, which we already are. Yeah. Uh, you just riding away faster, more spiritually, emotionally, physically, by just and the mindset alone just dwindles. I think um, a lot of people don't know this. Um, me coming here, so I didn't. I got the art job in late June. Yeah, I applied for it. Great candidate, great interview. But I needed a position right away. Yeah. I got, I was one of the backups. They sent me an email. Cause I, other things I thought was gonna work out didn't work out. So I'm like, I'm shot of luck. I was gonna be anywhere for in fall. Um, UWF hit me up last thing in June and said, hey, it's our position. Do you want it? And I, balling, I'm a guess. Yes. Um, I told my family about it. My family didn't want me to go. They didn't not want me to come here. What they said, Pat, we, we can't help you pay for it. I'm like, I'm gonna ask for my last support. I said, Pat, we just really don't need your stuff. So the day I was supposed to come down here, I'm sitting in my bed, uh, crying. I'm, I'm so serious, I'm crying. One of my buddies drove up from Mobile to take me down to Pensacola. And uh, I was about two seconds away from saying, yo, here's your 200 bucks for your gas. I'm saying, man, man. But I make that leap. I'm like, you know what? We'll go. Let's what Because it was what I prayed for. But not getting the same family support that, I mean, we're all religious. I'm like, this Something like, up. God, I'm trusting you, but like, hey, well, I got a lot of people here. They're not even telling me, they told me not to do it. I came here, found your aid, hit two days before school started, and everything was paid for. And I called my mom, I'm like, I think things might work out. She said, I think they are too. And then from there, everything flourished. So making that leap. So I'm like, oh, when it comes to jumping and making leaps and trying out different things, yeah. because of that moment, everything's trying to work out, make more leaps and more opportunities. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 hey, but that, I know that looked scary. It was and, very. 
especially like with black culture, like I know most of us like we we look at our family for guidance most yeah. of the time. And like half the time when they like, oh no, I don't think you should go. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time we end up saying, Yeah, man, you're right. I'm of course. I'm like, but you also got I had to learn this the hard way. My vision and my goal, even though I may share it with them, mm-hmm. it's not for them to decide, it's for me to decide. Yeah. And then I can understand parents like they just want the best for us. Yeah. Sometimes they're nervous, like, I, don't, I can't help you here. Yeah. So they don't want you to do it because they, they, there's the obligation as a parent. They're like, I'm, I'm supposed to be here for you. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not here for, I can't be here for you right now. Yeah. And even though I know they want what's best for us, but sometimes what's best for us is just like, we need them to be eagles more than being chickens. Exactly. Because chickens, they sit with their eggs and watch them all the time. Yeah. And like they live in the nest with them all of this stuff too. But the eagles, like when they get to a certain age, they break their kids' wings and throw them out of the nest in order for them to fly. Because they don't learn how to fly, they can't never learn. And I guess when we get to them points, it's yeah. like, hey, Ma, I need you to be the eagle yeah. and throw me out there so I can Personally, trim my wings. That, I like that. I like that a lot. I just I didn't want. She's like, I don't have money. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not asking for your money. Yeah. I'm asking for support. Yeah. She can't do that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do this long, man. Uh, so I went them lonely journeys. Like, it's it's the this the hardest step that we ever have to take. Yeah. Especially as men, and the, I'm afraid, as people. Yeah. Because you you feel like you're stepping out there alone. In our minds, we are. Yeah. Because you feel like everybody's against what we're doing. In reality, they're actually supporting us. But they just don't know how to exactly. in an appropriate way. And that's that's what get and it's, it's better at the end, like after you made this leap and everything, because you like they they proud of you, like, man, we always supported you. Yeah. We just didn't know how we was, could do it at the time. But then that way a lot of these conversations happen would be like, man, y'all wasn't there for me yeah. when I needed y'all. And I think most of those parents like older generation and for us newer generation when we step into like Parenthood and you know become grandparents we need to understand that yeah, even if we can't support them the way we think they need us to support them, find out say, hey, I support you, your decisions. I may not be able to do this part right here, but I'm gonna figure out a way. If you need me to be the ear to listen to when things get hard, I can be that person. Yeah. But I can't be this person for you right now. It's, I think it's more simple than they think. Try to make they it. overthink it. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't need you to support me. He's yeah. like, you know what? If anything happens, just call me. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And I was money. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, That's all I need. I didn't need you to bring up money. It was always the money conversation. I'm like, I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for support. And you should not give me that. I'm like, I think most people just, I think most people just think support means money. financial. Yeah. And especially in our community. Yeah. If we tell somebody, I'm you, you support me. If it's like we started a business and your friends like, hey man, you gonna support my business? Most people think, oh man, I can't buy, I can't buy nothing. Yeah. I'm like, man, I tell my friends all the time, I said, man, if I started a clothing line, yeah. like, I ain't need you to support me. It's ain't necessary to buy my thing, but hey, share share my links, share my stuff. Like, there's different ways to support other than buying. Like, if you see 
He's like, hey, I think you could do better here. That's also a form of support. Exactly. Like, criticism is a great form of support for us because it is needed. And a lot of us don't get the criticism and early on. And then when it gets time for us right here at the threshold, yeah. <laughs> now we don't know how to accept the criticism exactly. and a whole other level of failure. <laughs> One of my best friends in Birmingham, um, Alexi, uh, he makes music. We, he started off senior year and his music was awful. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. He knows it too. I told him the same thing to his face. Yeah. But he was like, Pastor needs to support. I'm like, he said. Yeah. So everything he said to me, I would post it. Yeah. Post it. And I would help I would criticize some place. I'm like, you try this out, try this out. Yeah. He still got better and better, better and better and better. Started getting gigs. Yeah. He recently dropped an album and it's one honestly in my, in my opinion, I'm kinda of biased, but it's one of the best albums I've heard this year. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. It's simple as that. Not sending him money to like he he pays for everything. I pass me support. That's it, bro. It, it's crazy. It's literally crazy. I think also a reason why you think you're biased because you actually seen his journey. Yeah, and you were being a part of the journey too, from like him being so called trash. Yeah, to like now it's like oh bro, I I hear your sound now. Yeah, you, you're getting it together. He, he figured it out. He figured it out. Yeah. And then while I'm figuring it out, he's like, bro, this is like a proud friend moment. Yeah. Because, like, even though I may not be walking that that right beside you on that journey, yeah. I was still with you on this journey for you <laughs> getting where you're at. And it's like, all I can tell them, like, I, like, my friends, when they achieve something, I'm like, bro, I'm proud of you. I might come, we're going to clown on you afterwards. Yeah. After I'm proud you, of you. you. I'm going to clown on you, <laughs> But then, I'm proud of you. Because like my one friend, um, I think like me and him have a hard time because we bump heads a lot. Yeah. Finally getting in the gym doing this thing because the whole time he been a twig, being a twig, and like I used to climb on because like all you do is like like ten. No, he can't even get the bar. Like he had twenty five on the side. I was like, bro, you about to be thirty. You oh, <laughs> one hundred five or something? No, that ain't even one hundred five. That's like ninety five pounds. Like, bro. You ain't missed 95 pounds off of you? Bro, you in, you in trouble. And so, like, he finally, like, see him start taking this, this fitness serious. Yeah. And, like, I told him, like, I had a phone, like, I think it was this week, FaceTime, and I was like, he was in the jail. I was like, okay. He in the military now, so it's like, okay. He ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. So you better be in the. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to close be 175, 185. I was like, I was like, oh, you're far away from 130. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at my like, hey, just know, just because I've been out of the gym for six months, don't mean you're going to catch me. Yeah. Where you at right now? Bro, actually, I weigh 185 right now because I ain't been able to work out because I had hernia surgery and a lot of other obstacles going down. Yeah. But this Thursday, I can probably get back in the gym. So uh, I was like, I told him, I was like, hey, you better took that six months serious because when I come through, I'm, I'm telling him, like, bro. Toss away. You be tossed away. What? I said, I got so much built up energy yeah. that I'm like, oh, I need to get it out. <laughs> that now I'm like, oh. Like, I think, but in my head, I look at us like, it's always a goal to set. Yes. We always chasing somebody, or we chasing each other. Or me, I really chase myself. But like when they always talk about physical, physical fitness out of all that stuff, out of yeah. all my friends, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm the one you chasing. Like, bro, you little as fuck, apparently. <laughs> to ask, I was like, oh, yeah. if they start talking this hot stuff, I'm like, oh, let me, let's go to the gym. Let me show you one of my workouts. Like, I feel like sometimes with my friend, I'm the person that got to tell them down to let them know where they really at. Because yeah. sometimes when they think they're doing good, I'm like, bro, you, you're, you're really, you think you're here, but you're really right here. Yeah. So I like to bring them back to reality. And I'm, I'm there. Brutally honest friend, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit with them, and they you know. I would think you want the same thing back in return, and I do. Yeah, but I don't get it all the time. But when they do tell me something, but like if I know it's not relevant to anything, I know it's just some bullshit they talking. Yeah. Oh, I tune that out. I was like, bro, I was like, bro, you talking about me going? Out? I was like, bitch, you go out? <laughs> go to the gym. So how the fuck you talking about me going out? You talking about my Snapchat story? That's my fucking memories from five, four, six yeah. years ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> going shit. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but it's great to hear that, you know, the support that you, even though you didn't get it at first, yeah. you never gave up on, like most people give up on the people. Yeah. And then just, you still reciprocated with support back to everybody else in your life. Totally. To get, because like, people say, when you throw out in the world, you're going to get back. And it's still reciprocating. That's true. Man. So, what is the hardest conversation you had to have with your friends or your family about support in the lab after after that situation? Ooh. Um, it's my journey how I want to do it. Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with my mom before I came home for like Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. And my mom, I started applying for grad schools. And she's like, Pat, you have a lot of a lot of bills at the house. You should just skip grad school for a few years and just. <laughs> I'm like, well, my resume looking pretty nice. Yeah, I'm on like a good, good flow. Everything's going good. I mean, I, I can't stop now. Yeah. And she's like, well, I think you should take some years off and work. I'm like, I think I should take some years in the grad school. Yeah. I'm like, well, mom, this isn't your journey, your life. Yeah. I take what you're saying as a bond, but like, I'm still gonna do what I need to do. Yeah. So. Uh, not to be disrespectful to anybody. Like, hey, go here, go here, try this out. I'm like, well, I'm going to do, not in a disrespectful way, but what I want to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if anything messes up, I'm like, well, you don't have to listen to me. You couldn't do what you want to do. I'm like, yeah. it's, I'm on my own path, my own journey. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take advice, but at the end of the day, whatever fits me or what's best for me, I'm going to do. So. And that's the big part that most people got to understand. Yeah. You're on your life. You're, you're walking your own journey. They already live there. Of course. Like I said, you can set their criticism, accept their perspectives, but you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to end up like a lot of these people that have regrets because I listen to somebody else versus listen to myself, and that's just a, and that's just big with all our like our culture. I know in general. Because I was in the same boat on Thanksgiving. Everybody's like, oh, you should do this. You should do this. I was, you should do this. I was like, because they look at what I do here. Yeah. Like, Bro, you ain't getting no financial gain from it. Why the fuck are you doing this? And then I was like, I was like, y'all don't see my my vision for this. And I'm like, you ain't even about money with this. This this ain't even about money. I was like, unless y'all gonna, if, unless y'all pay my bills for me yeah. and you're willing to you're financing all this. 
then I would say, yeah, you got input. Of course. But you're not. <laughs> you always can tell me what I should do financially. But if you look at you when you was my age, what were you doing? What boat were you in? Did you even stepping towards your goals and what your dreams? I'm like, I'm not knocking nobody that got a regular job. Yeah. If this is what they wanted to do, and this is they planned the whole life, but I always been <clears> working. <throat> but we sell ourselves so short of what we know we can achieve yeah. because we listen to other people give us advice that didn't work for them yeah. and think, oh, it may work for you. I'm like, I don't want, I can't do that because I, I, I got kids on top of that too. Yeah. So they're looking at me, my whole viewpoint now is like this. How can I tell my kids, follow your dreams and do what you want to do and I'm there's you, listen, you listen to everybody else. Exactly. If I'm listening to everybody else and not following my dreams, my goals, and my ambition. Exactly. But they gonna look at me like, well, you didn't do it. Now that I I'm gonna give them no excuse. Like, so I did it. I followed my dreams. Yeah. I couldn't listen to everybody else, but I didn't. So why the fuck are you listening to everybody else? Cause that point, am I listen my dream or looking their dream? Exactly. So that, I mean, they drink for me. Exactly. But look. Y'all ain't living my dream for y'all, so, <laughs> so y'all can shove it and, and keep going. Look, that's why I just, when it comes down to family gatherings now, I laugh at them because they're like, oh, they call me the dreamer in my family. So, oh, how the dreamer doing? He got the, um, he got the Hollywood jet, he doing this, that, third. I was like, I just use that motivation. I was like, it's funny, I feel like most majority of my main haters are family. Even though they don't think they're being haters, yeah. I look at them as haters because I'm like, okay, you down in my dream. Okay, cool. Like when I make it, don't be. <laughs> I already know what you're gonna do. It's like, man, I believe in you the whole time. I'm like, man, miss me that bullshit. <laughs> and knowing how people are, that's why I just say, nah, I'm keeping the course. This is my step of faith. When the money comes, it comes. If it don't come, oh, cool. Figure something else out. Yeah, but this. You're passionate about something you want to do. Exactly. Eventually, somebody gonna see it. Yeah. Like I always look use ET as my motivation. He was the first motivation speaker I ever saw. Really. And I ain't started looking at motivational stuff till 2012 when I was in the military. And this was right after the girl I thought I was going to marry told me like, bro, she basically when I was came back from home, going back to Chicago before I came back. She got back with her ex-boyfriend and all those shit. I just tell about the vibe when I was there. I was like, it's awesome. Yeah. And like, I started going to a party and I started saying, I fuck everything. I'm about to heartless. One of my friends from high school that played ball with me sent me the little, how bad do you want it? I think I said, I'm put a quote on everything. And he's like, oh, you talking about this and that. Well, you want to be as successful as you want to breathe. Yeah. That was my first ever motivational speech I ever heard. And he sent me the basketball version. So I was looking at him, I was like, listen, I was like, I was like, I was like damn. Yeah. It just, it, it hits, it, 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 it resonates. It, it hits if you want more for yourself. Exactly. And like, I was like, man, this just, it resonates so much. I was like, man, it's gotta be more. Yeah. It's got to be more than I got introduced literally that same week to network marketing. 
something I never heard of before. Yeah. And then uh, first, you know, everybody, there's something new, cautious, skeptical, all this shit. But I realized all the shit that people are like cautious, skeptical about, is nothing that wrong with that. It's just wrong with what you think. Because even though you may think all oh, shit might not work, you just got to figure out how to make it work for you. Because everything, if it works with them, why the fuck can't it work for you? Exactly. Why the fuck can't this be achieved? I'm like, shit, this dude made it. Why the fuck can't I make it? I'm like, he wanted more, he got more. I want more too. Why the fuck can't I get it? <laughs> and then it's just like, ever since then, it's like, everybody started saying, like, there's certain things I still get skeptical of. Mm-hmm. But I was like, the only reason I'm skeptical is because I don't understand it yet. When I do understand that, I'm like, oh yeah, I ain't got no skepticism about it. It's just like, it's just lack of understanding. Yeah. Now it's just like, bro, you know, they might not understand my shit. I do. That's all that matters. Wish more people thought like that. <laughs> I wish more people thought like that. It's, it's crazy world we live in. Oh yeah. It's oh. every day since I think when well, I got here, since I got to UWF, I question myself on that video. How bad I want? Yeah. I saw we can now every single day. I'm like, how bad that was. Oh, yeah. And I had the pleasure of meeting E.T. twice. Really? <laughs> yes. And look, you want to tell you the closing factor of why I even joined a network marketing company? So I said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'll probably do it. Like I said, I'm doing a little training video at the end, right? Because mm-hmm. I think about it, man. Mary Kate and everything. I said, yeah, they, I heard about these shits for a long time, especially the big in the I was in California at the time. Sitting there watching the shit, here come pop up a video with ET on it, hosting the YPR radio. I was like, wait, pause. ET like Eric Thomas, is that him? It's like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> my this is a span of a week. Within the same week, I just seen this video, and I'm not listening to this video every fucking day. Mm-hmm. On the way to class, when I'm in the gym, I had this shit on repeat. Then seeing this, I was like, I said, yeah, I'm signing up. Fuck this. I called Navy Fair, got a loan that day. I said, I'm in. I ain't even had no more questions. I was like, bro, I said, what the fucking odds that I started wanting more and <laughs> that shit and turn around and met him one year in Vegas, turn around and had a, a breakdown session with him in San Diego within the span of Two years, so I was like, I was like, bro, this, this shit ain't no fucking fluke. This ain't no fucking like chance that how the fuck, <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit, I I met him, yeah. like, I see what he's doing. I was like, bro, like, I mean, I his story even before like he actually blew up, he had shit out before five years ahead of time, and nobody seen it. That's why I like, bro, I don't care like how long it take. Yeah. It may take five years for somebody to ever see this whole thing. But when they see it, that's it. I don't know if you're a religious man, but um, I watch Michael Todd. Oh, yeah. The only thing I have about Michael Todd when he's actually spitting in front of He talks about bamboo, planting bamboo. Yeah, it's oh, five because it takes five years. And you have to water it. I told my mom this in October. I said, hey, mom, because I've actually been a part of a movie. A lot of my dreams I've always been wanting finally come to fruition. Yeah. I said, Mom, I'm your bamboo child. She was like, huh? I was like, yeah, you know, I always look at my sisters, they got their shit together. 
financially, school, all the other shit. Yeah. I said, look, I'm your dreamer, and now my dreams come to fruition. Now I'm going to be on the same level or not higher level than my sisters. Of course. And I can finally take my spot where it's supposed to be. And you can depend on me versus me having to come to you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't know about the bamboo. I, I think when you said that, it's like starting to come to fruition. It's yeah. like planning in like five years. I'm like, man, it takes a long time to grow, but once it starts growing, it shoots up. Exactly. It shoots up. And then they say, ask the question, did it grow five years in a day? Or did it grow five years? It, it grow over the five years of warden yeah. when it broke through. Like, yeah, when you kept warden it, it's growing on there and just finally broke through it. <laughs> I think we have a, we have a great return ahead of us. I think would be people that want it. I'm, one thing I pointed out, I'm gonna bring this up about Brooks, which is my VP. Um, the whole process of running is a bunch of up and downs. Yeah. Um, and people bad mouthing us. Um, and one thing I kept on telling them, I kept, let's keep working hard. I said, God blesses the people that work the hardest. Yeah. And I mean, there was one night, I think it was the day before election night, uh, we was talking. And I'm like, okay, with the R stuff together and make sure we're ready for the last day of voting. And she was like, Pat, what's the point? Like, we, we lost. Like, we're going to lose. And so we started saying our goodbyes. I'm like, thank you for my running mate. Thank you for doing all this stuff with me. Thank you for spending all this money with me, too. And then, or I seem to buck the hell up and just run around this whole Kansas and get votes and encourage people to vote. So, that's what we both agreed on. We woke up early, ran around this place from like 11 till, even after online voting stopped, or after in-person voting stopped, we were still running around campus to get votes. We won it that bad. We went back, we changed, and then we was right back at the comments for their results. We wanted that, but I'm like, God bless the hard working. So with you working hard and you can be a bamboo child and me working hard. Being bamboo child. I'm trying to be the bamboo child as well. Yeah. Sky's the limit. Oh yeah. But people people say, oh the sky's the limit, like the sky is really the limit. Yeah. We have stuff going that's good. And there'll be a couple of failures, but yeah. I think it's easier with the mindset we are in now to bounce back off those failures. Oh yeah. Back I, then failures, I'm like, I'm out. I was devastated. Oh, I can't do it anymore. I'm good. I'm a failure like Okay, let's try something different. Right away. Let's go. Just get it. And, it, and that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Understanding that a no is one step closer to a yes. And, bro. That's why I say, hey, you ever <laughs> run for a governor or whatever you ran for, <laughs> yeah. man? Hey. Bro, you got my support regardless. Thank you. Thank yes, sir. But, man, I know you got to go because it's about to be 11 o'clock. Yeah, you got a lot of yeah. stuff to do, man. But, um, I usually give the last little minute to tell, you tell us, these viewers, these listeners, whoever watching this, a little motivational speech or like, give them a little tip, something that they can grow off of, Ooh. to keep them encouraged. Well, if you're in school, um, one piece of advice I saw is if you're in school, treat school like a nine to five job. You wake up early, maybe work out, and then you go to class, we you're doing class at 9 a.m., go to the library, study, study. Study. Maybe hang out with your friends at, at nighttime. After five o'clock, do what you want to. But make sure your business is done first and then play whatever you want to do is at night. Because at that point, your study is done. Yeah. Your study is ahead. Yeah. And then nothing's going to pop off between uh, 2 to 3 p.m. Nothing, nothing's going on. Yeah. Nothing's going on. So you can go out at that point and 
I mean, at that point, you live in college and you also get your work done. So that's a piece of advice and always ask for help. Don't ever be too prideful to ask for help. Um, that's the biggest problem I had. I had to get over that hump of asking. I'm starting to ask for help now and again. It's just, you have to. You have to go without doing that. And once you put that pride to the side, you'll figure out how many people actually want to help you. And that's my piece of advice to leave you with. Holy shit. <laughs> Man, <laughs> hey, yo, Patrick Marshall is in the building. <laughs> Patrick Marshall. Man, Thank you again for coming in. Thank you for the blessing. It was this, 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 Thank you for this episode, me. man. <laughs> but yo, y'all, y'all don't ain't subscribed already. Go subscribe, man. If y'all don't know this man, look up his social media. What's your social media? Um, Instagram is Pat Marshall thirteen. Yeah. Uh, Twitter Pat underscore Marshall thirteen. Bro, he gonna be something big. He already something big. But he, hey, we getting bigger. Like I said, Scott is the limit. Exactly. Bam. But like I say before we leave, man, y'all. Dream big dreams, but small dreams have a little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you couldn't fail? And y'all remember this. Y'all do y'all best and let God take care of the rest. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching and listening. Peace, love, happiness, y'all. We out. <laughs> I know that I'm different. Self-motivated, self-disciplined, yeah. I learned from my experience. I just want someone to take me serious. Questions that I ask How long will this solo trip last? I'm content with being alone in the past But it's changing and it's something I can't grasp Turn off my phone, I'm in my zone So now I'm acting different I'm to myself, I'm in my head Mapping out this life I'm living Shadow work on myself I done already seen hell Can't fit in so I rebel But I don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat